Hello and welcome to Catholic Parents Online, a podcast channel where we share tips and resources on Catholic parenting. Presented through the lens of the theology of the body, we will see how we can be gifted to our children in ways that will help them find true happiness and flourish in accordance with God's wonderful plan for each and every one of them. My name is John Hui and I'm your host for this series. Now, one of the best ways we can be gifted to our children is by living a sacramental marriage, right? A sacramental marriage founded on the love of Christ and His Church. Supposed to point us to heaven when rightly lived, but uh, as many of us might attest and maybe even experience, it sometimes points us the other way. Yeah. Um, so to share with us today how uh, we can really uh, live out this sacramental marriage to the best that we can with God's grace, we are very blessed today to have with us Alphonsus and Serene Gregory, right, who have served in uh, various ministries uh, in their parish and the archdiocese. Uh, including and especially in uh, marriage and family ministry. So, uh, welcome to the podcast, Ellen Serene. Thank you. Okay. Right. So, maybe as a, as a start, would you like to introduce yourselves? Um, how long have you been married? How many children you have? Now, how many grandchildren you have? And uh, what ministries have you all been serving in, you know? Yeah. So, hi, hello everybody. I'm Alphonsus. And this is my beloved wife, Serene. Uh, we have been married for 35 years. Uh, since 1988. Uh, we have uh, six grown-up children, ranging from 26 to 34, of which three are married. Uh, we have four granddaughters, and uh, the two older granddaughters are abroad in Brisbane with our oldest uh, daughter, and uh, two younger ones are here with us in Singapore. And what is the best news is that we are having two more grandsons next wow. year. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now I have to play catch up. <laughs> yeah. So currently we are serving in Worldwide Marriage Encounters Singapore. Um, Serene and I are also extraordinary ministers uh, with the uh, Church of St. Vincent de Paul. Um, we are also... Um, in the family life ministry of St. Vincent de Paul and we um, run programs for parents as well as for the catechists uh, children and we do um, theology of the body for L7, 8 and 9. Can I say anything else? Uh, yes, uh, currently uh, we are also um, started a new program for grandparents. Wonderful. Uh, we feel that you know grandparents are also part of the faith formation and the legacy that they need to hand on, the faith legacy that they need to share with the children. Yeah. And so struggling ourselves. And struggling ourselves. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, it looks like uh, you both have been quite involved in a number of ministries, so praise God for that. Yeah, so back to marriage. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Have you found marriage to be a rather enriching or... Uh, harrowing experience. <laughs> All right, Serene will uh, talk with you after this podcast, I'm sure. <laughs> I think marriage has uh, been both enriching and harrowing. Uh, Welcome we, to the club. <laughs> <laughs> I must admit that marriage is not always a bit of roses and there is always uh, great happiness uh, when there is intimacy between us. Um, on top of that world experiences, the there could also be very dull moments, boring, plateaued, angry and frustrating distant moments in married life. Yeah. 
uh, one of my happiest um, moments in our marriage was when I conferred the sacrament of holy matrimony on Serene and Serene on me. Yeah, this was a most special moment for me as the vows are what has kept us going on all these years. Yeah, uh, what keeps me wanting to continue uh, to be married is that I can live a meaningful life with Serene and um, as we continue to look, to look out for what is best for each other, affirming each other daily and sharing deeply uh, of our inner selves. Mm. Yeah. And what is um, harrowing would be the trials and tribulations that we go through. Um, I remember I felt a very strong sense of distrust that Serene had for me because uh, of what she said. And uh, it made me feel unworthy um, as a husband and as a father. And I wanted to call it quits then. Yeah, so you, you think just now that you conferred the sacrament of matrimony and Serene and Serene on you, right? Now, many people have the idea that uh, it is the priest who confers the sacrament. So perhaps for the benefit of our listeners, would you like to share with us? this? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, why, why did you say that, uh, you know, you were the one who conferred the sacrament on her and, and not the priest? Okay, I think as, as far as I have understood the um, sacrament of holy matrimony, it is the only sacrament where the husband and wife confers on each other the sacrament. Um, it was the form and matter. Would yeah. you like to carry on from yeah. there? Okay, so uh, this is something we learned from a priest, right? Yeah, yeah, in marriage encounter. So basically, the form is the, the vows that we say. We are the matter. Yeah. We are the body, you right. know, that of, of which we give ourselves totally to one another. It is not the priest who is involved in this uh, uh, mission in that sense. And we, we make visible the invisible, which means what is the love that actually flows through us from Christ, through Christ, radiates out to the world. So in that sense, we are called to share that invisible gift and love that God has given us to radiate it out. We become that science mm. of Christ's love to the world. Right. So we are the visible signs. If people want to know how Christ really loved, well, if they're single, it's good to get married. <laughs> so they will know what really unconditional love is. But really, if they want to know what is sacrifice, sacrificial love as well, they can see it through our lives as a couple. I think that's how we understand why we confer the sacrament on each other. We are sacrament. Beautiful. Yeah. So uh, through your sacraments, you're actually radiating the love of God and making people see who God is, mm, yeah. all right? Yeah. The, the uh, love that is free, total, faithful, yeah. and fruitful. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So I, I think um, besides getting married, I, singles can also be encouraged to become priests and religious. Uh, that's also a lot mm. of call there to really sacrifice, I'm sure, <laughs> as well. So yeah, okay. So uh, what about yourself, uh, Serene? You know, what are the um, uh, enriching experiences and the yeah. harrowing experiences yeah. you've had so far? I guess, uh, John, when you mentioned uh, FTFF, free, total, faithful, and fruitful, I think when it comes to uh, being 
total. It is not easy. You know, I mean, after years of marriage, I think the challenge uh, between us and the struggle between us sometimes revolves around the fact that, you know, we, after a while, we forget that uh, we are also, uh, we, you know, we look at it one-sided like, okay, I'm always giving, you know, I'm not taking. I mean, there are relationships like that where they feel after a while, you know, I'm always giving, you know, and he's not, he's just taking. Or, and that happens in sometimes simple everyday occurrences, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think Al also feels the same sometimes, you know, whether I don't put back the toothpaste properly, you know, on the on the shelf, or I take it for granted, you know, that he's going to do all the housework, you know, that kind of thing. Huh? Yeah. You do all the housework. <laughs> Most of it. Don't spoil the market at all. <laughs> oh, well. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, ask my wife not to uh, listen to this podcast. <laughs> I mean, uh, but, but, okay, but honestly, all of us have to do a part. So, uh, yeah, okay, yeah. I'll, I'll be honest. We, uh, okay, we do have yeah, to do our share of the housework yeah, as well, yeah. yes. So, I think sometimes like that, you know, I think it's more understanding where we are, you know, whether, you know, if he's busy, then yes, I should step up a bit more or and, and, and vice versa. So, sometimes I think that is can be quite challenging trying to balance uh, the the sense of you know calcul being calculative you know in 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 marriage uh, and also dealing with the different okay for Elle and I I guess one of the challenges was that because we come from different cultural backgrounds he being Eurasian I'm being Indian mm -hmm. so again we bring in a lot of value systems or values that are very uh, different practices that are very different. What maybe I would see as um, uh, lavishness on certain parts, you know, or like Eurasians, they always have parties and things like that, you know, and then we would like frown on it. That's on life, the right? <laughs> <laughs> on the other hand, right, uh, like for me, okay, maybe I'm quite uh, uh, conservative, too conservative over, you know, the way the kids should be raised to a point of sometimes, you know, rigidity. Yeah, so, you know, things like that because of my own upbringing. Yeah, so um, not that my upbringing was wrong, but that's the way I was brought up, you know. Uh, we don't hug, we don't kiss or, you know. So it's very different and very awkward, you mm -hmm. know. Uh, and it becomes a challenge because then um, it's both sides of the family, right, <laughs> that, you know, we'll have, to, we'll have to meet halfway somewhere. Yeah, so... Yeah, I think that, that cultural differences also did play a part like in our early years of marriage and sometimes still to till today, right? Yeah. yeah. I think the enriching part of it was maybe the blessing that I received so much was the fact that we were both very involved in church ministry. And in that sense, our own formation as a couple uh, and now that we are involved even with the Theology of the Body uh, ladies and men's group, I mean, it's, it's very rich for us because, you know, we think we know it already because, you know, in terms of knowledge and in terms of practice, but I think uh, God's love is so much more deeper and it has, and, and having that knowledge of TOB alone has enriched actually our own understanding of one another right. as man, woman, father, mother, and uh, our role in, 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 in our workplaces as well, right? right? Yeah, so I think that that is something that is very enriching. And I'm so glad that we are on the same page, yes. 
you know, yeah, our discussions continue. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. the <laughs> theology of the word is just so rich, right? Mm. In fact, uh, I keep uh, sharing people that uh, whatever I know right now is just probably less than 1% of the absolute richness that uh, St. John Paul II has shared with us uh, yeah. in this beautiful teaching, right? Yeah, so we'll have to continue to show, soldier on and learn whatever we can, right? Yeah. yeah, so just no end to it, yeah. So, as you've shared with us some of the so-called harrowing experiences you've had, right? Mm. Um, as a couple, what, what, do you think, what do you think are the really biggest challenges that face couples? Or maybe yourself first and then in general, you know? What are the biggest challenges that you think um, face couples here? Uh, for me, I think it is communication. Mm. Yeah, um, I'm not talking about communication where we talk about um, how is work today, yeah. or how is school, how are the children doing, and things like that. Yeah, that's the easy I, part. Yeah, that's <laughs> the easy part. Uh, the exchange of knowledge and ideas and information is not what I'm talking about. I'm referring to intimate communication, where I am able to share my inner self, what I'm feeling what I'm thinking at the deepest level. Um, I notice that when we are not in intimate communication, we tend to drift apart. Mm. And when we drift apart, that's when the evil one takes hold of mm. us in our own weaknesses and we get into further issues and it there is a spiraling down yeah. in our communication. Yeah. And I think we need to be very well aware mm. of that fact that... Uh, Intimate communication is so important because then I am able to taste what Serene is going through. She's able to taste what I'm going through and that builds that intimacy. And that communication, I think, is the greatest for me uh, challenge for couples today. Mm. To be able to communicate at a very intimate level. Yeah, it's not easy for guys. All right. Yeah, I mean, um, frankly, for us guys, we're, we're just happy talking about football or rugby or <laughs> basketball or whatever. But when it comes to mm. talking about intimacy, about our heart, sharing our feelings, our vulnerabilities, that's mm. tough. Yeah. That's, that's very tough. So how did you overcome that? I mean, I would like to learn too. <laughs> I, I guess when, um, when we are not in that intimate communication, there's a spiraling down. Right. And I think for me, a reflection on what is happening mm. to us in our relationship mm. is important. Mm. And that reflection brings me back to my vows. Mm. And my vows is what actually brings me to this platform where I'm able then to overcome and say, no, I cannot continue going down this road. I need to be a little bit more open mm -hmm. um, that Serene then can be able to understand what I'm going through, mm -hmm. all right? And therefore, she can then step into my shoes and feel what I'm feeling. And there seems to be a better intimate communication. Yeah. yeah. And that's how I feel I can overcome that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Serene, yourself? I think of today's, in today's context, just a few challenges. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. The first one is, as okay, to add on to communication, I think... Uh, the lack of quality time. Mm. We tend to perhaps um, spend a lot of time on raising children, you know. I, I do know, I mean, yeah. And the, the point is, there's so much, the, the child becomes the centre of the relationship that the couple has forgotten that they, they come first, yeah. you know. Yeah. And that's what they promised in their, in their vows. And... Um, so in the end, 
I find that one party tends to drift away, mm. gets distracted by other things mm. because to fill that gap, you know, of, mm. you know, uh, not having enough time with the, mm. with the spouse, you know. And uh, sometimes it, it, it becomes harder if one spouse is always travelling. Mm. So I also find that there's not enough... Um, I mean, frankly, even like Al, he goes away for scout camps and all that. But I find that it's very different when you do like FaceTime on WhatsApp or, you know, the technology yeah. doesn't allow the touch, the feel yeah. and the attractiveness, you know. The experience uh, of the body, yeah, right? Yeah. He is gone, mm. you know. So sometimes I think the movie, uh, Fatal Attraction, is something that, you know, it is true. You know, we need to to be attractive and attract you know, uh, each other again. But that can only be done in a very close, intimate, physical space, right? Yeah, the body, right? In that sense. That part is so missing. And I think that is a huge challenge. And it just adds on to other things. So when people, when spouse, one spouse feels a little... Uh, not listen to a little lonely, you know, then there's a tendency to move to gadgets and mm. other interests which just brings the person mm. away. Mm. And I think the danger in today's, um, I'm sorry, I mean, uh, social media pages and all that, you know, mm. there's an alternative culture which mm. says, it's okay, you can be uh, have an open relationship mm. and be available. Mm. I think... <laughs> Yeah, this is really mm. a slippery slope. Nah, and I fear that a lot. And so sometimes, yeah, I think for the couple, it is important to know what's their first priority, what's their commitment, to whom first, you know, what is their calling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so... It's true, isn't it? I mean, even for my wife and myself, we, over the years, we've acknowledged the fact that if we are not intimate with each other, mm. if we are not close to each other, there's always the temptation to seek such intimacy somewhere else, mm -hmm. right? And nowadays, like you mentioned, online, and of course, uh, in, in another terrible way would be with uh, uh, other people, yeah. right? That's so dangerous and so yeah. uh, difficult for relationships, right? But it does mean that uh, also that we need to make a big commitment, you know, to really make, commit ourselves to doing it because yeah. it is not easy to maintain or deepen even that level of intimacy between husband and wife, right? Yeah. You, you think it would, yeah, it'll take a lot of effort. It's not just a matter of feeling. Very often, we don't feel like doing something. Yeah, but we know that, okay, for the sake of ourselves, for the sake of our marriage, for the sake of our children, yeah. for the sake of our family, yeah. well, we'd better make this work. Yeah. It, is a, it is a tough decision to love and, and to forgive and to be healed. You know, it is. But I think the effort is uh, uh, worth it. Worth it. I think marriage for me is a very positive thing. I do, okay, I do hear other stories, but really it is a positive thing because at the end of the day, I realise that I have grown, you know, to my fullest potential as God would want me to be in this particular vocation and uh, so has Al. Yeah, we have our daily challenges, you know, but I think the growth is something that is really um, beautiful, you know, because... Yeah, that's what God made us, right? Beautiful, good and true, yeah. you know. And sometimes we focus on so much on the, the good, the right, the wrong, the right, the wrong, the right, the wrong. We forget that we're actually beautiful yeah. with all our imperfections, yes. you know. And uh, we forget, yeah. So I think that, that, that goal that God has given us, you know, in our call is something that is very beautiful. And really, uh, we see the beauty of 
Christ in one another in marriage, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, and that beauty of Christ is sometimes a disfigured face, right? <laughs> you know mm -hmm. what I mean? But yet, yet, you know. Okay, so you've served in marriage encounter, mm -hmm. worldwide marriage encounter for how many years now? 23. 23. 23. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, okay. Since we first encountered. Yeah. yeah, and you must have encountered many, many couples in your yeah. ministry as well. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you've, in a way, been a mentor to many of them, uh, like it or not, right? <laughs> when you are in this ministry. Yeah. And I'm sure many of them would have come to you with uh, their own challenges. Right? So, yes. in your experience, what do you think are the, the biggest challenges that couples face in their marriages? I think one of the many ways uh, in which they actually um, resolve their conflicts, right? Um, very often, um, they are on either side of the issue and they are on opposite ends. And when they are on opposite ends, they don't seem to see what the other is trying to say or try to understand. Um, but if they were on the same side, mm. um, looking at the issue with the same light mm. and the same values and virtues, they can then deal with the issue and not uh, points of views and opinions that they have about the issue. Right. Yeah. And I think that's something, a tool which is lacking in quite a number of couples. Um, uh, conflict resolution styles and mm -hmm. tools. Mm -hmm. That is one of the many things that are not equipped right, by the couples and therefore they do not know how to solve the issues uh, that they are facing. Yeah. So conflict resolution is one of the issues you think couples face yeah. nowadays. Or right? the lack of it. Or the, okay, the lack yeah. of, uh, yeah. yeah, that's true. And perhaps sometimes uh, some of the couples will probably say that, uh, okay, this time around I'll give in to you, but next time around I might not. Yeah. Mm. All right. Instead of coming to a common consensus and agreement on a certain decision that they hold together, mm. as a couple, they might say, okay, this time around I'll let you be and I'll let you have your way, but next time around it's going to be my mm. way, mm. right, no matter yeah. what. Kind of thing. So, so that might actually contribute to even more strain in the relationship. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. Serene, what uh, yourself too? What What do you think are the other challenges that um, you couples face nowadays? Okay, maybe for me, I would want to say it's an attitude. Mm. Yeah. So, um, what is this attitude? Uh? That you know, if uh, if it is uh, so, it's almost like coming to a marriage fifty fifty rather than hundred hundred, right? Mm. So if it doesn't work out, let's just give up. Mm. But what I wanted to share is there's this worry that the attitude is one of um, almost a level of not wanting to discover each other anymore. Mm. It's like, I know it all. No, I've seen it all. I need to stop listening. And so listening is a big challenge. Attentiveness is missing. Uh, and the and because of, partly because of that, okay, uh, there is a breakdown in communication, but I think it leads to this very quick, mm. let's give up. Mm. Let, you know, this uh, almost very quickly becoming indifferent. Right. And, and, and it's worries, worrying because we, we have come to a point where we have this attitude of, you know, I don't need to discover him anymore. Mm. So I, I remember, I mean, even in our relationship, you know, as, especially after 
maybe six, seven years, you know, you're on the grind, right? You're trying to establish career, okay? Look after kids. Uh, money is very important because of my aspirations, his aspirations. And often lacking in our circumstances. <laughs> yeah, and what we bring into it, you know. I think, uh, and all, yeah, I think that part, uh, and also maybe not being healed from our own families of origin, we don't have that healing and we are bringing that pain in. So these are the little, little things that are happening in our mm-hmm. current society as well, right? The fabric. And what I find is that when they give up very easily on wanting to discover. So I remember there was this um, book fulfilled and I remember Christopher West in one of his um, uh, episodes, you know, he said, he talked about creation happening every day, yes. you know, and I told myself, okay, I look at the plant and I look at the vegetation around me, you know, there's some discovery, new creation happening. How come I don't see it in my spouse anymore? What I see, you you understand? You know, I don't see that. So there's nothing new for me to know him. I know he's grumpy or whatever. You know, I know he's going to tell me this. I've heard this before. You know what I mean? And then I become quite like, you know, he's yeah, gone. correct. Almost like don't want to engage. Yeah. It seems to me that sometimes it is because we are afraid to love. We are afraid to give because we are afraid to be rejected. Yes. Right to be hurt, right? So yeah. I think because of that, sometimes we are afraid to then give mm-hmm. ourselves to another person. Yeah. And sometimes when we have a very kind of like um, stereotype ver- uh, vision uh, of our spouse, yeah. we might, like you said, you know, sometimes we think, ah, oh, she's gonna respond this way, oh, she's gonna say that way, and it's, it's gonna just make things worse and things mm-hmm. like that. So, and then after we start withdrawing ourselves and then um, into ourselves, and then we don't speak up and we don't share more of ourselves with our spouse because we are afraid to be hurt mm-hmm. and then it spirals downwards like you said because mm-hmm. the lack of intimacy then gets worse yeah. all right and it yeah. just goes downwards and worse. so it seems that in this particular case we need to both work at it mm-hmm. uh, one to continue to work and really pray for the grace to be able to share okay. and to be a gift of ourselves to our spouse mm-hmm. in all our being right physical spiritual, psychological, emotional, you know, and share of ourselves to our spouse and our spouse to be able to accept that gift that we want to offer of mm. ourselves, mm. receive that gift yeah. in a way and then process it and then return that gift mm. in the way of understanding, in the way of uh, commitment, a renewed yeah. commitment to the marriage. Yeah. But it's not easy. No. I think we do need to depend a lot on, on God's graces. And I think the sacrament... That's the whole idea of sacrament, right? With sacrament comes the grace, you know, that spiritual divine help to actually help us to be a bit more resilient, Mm. more accepting, Mm. but at the same time, uh, allowing each other that space to grow Mm. patiently. (laughs) Yes. Mm. Yes. (laughs) If if I may add uh, one more challenge, which I think um, is um, from the head to the heart. Right. Um, I, I think um, looking at the number of divorces that we have today, um, in my reflection, could it be that um, the couples have not really understood at the head level what the vows actually mean? Mm-hmm. All right? Yeah. And living out the vows is then much, much more difficult. Mm-hmm if you have not just understood what it means at the head level, to live it out at the heart level, it is going to be very, very difficult. Mm. And 
when a spanner is thrown in, right, and trials come their way, they do not know how to handle it. And because of the fact that I have not instilled in myself possibly an understanding of what the vows really mean. Mm. And the vows, as you had mentioned, uh, um, FTFF, yeah. right? Free, total, faithful, free, total and faithful and fruitful, yes. Yeah. And I think that is one of the major reasons why possibly there are so many breakups today. Yeah, yeah that's right. And I think yeah, what you have mentioned is so true that very often we fail to ask God to come to the picture. Mm. Right? We think that we can go on our own, on our own strength, uh, with our own steam. It's tough. Uh, we won't make it. Yeah. Right? Which is why as a sacrament, we can count on the fact that God is ever willing to enter into our relationship if we ever mm. just ask Him, Lord, please help me. What am I supposed to do right now? Right? Yeah. I'm struggling and it's painful. It's hurting. Can you please come? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's amazing because... um. Even for myself, I, I know that, you know, my wife and I uh, married 30 over years, right? Um, we also, even up to today, we continue to have our little misunderstandings, right? And, and little uh, arguments. And, um, but one thing over the years I've, I'm really appreciative of is that I asked the Lord to help. I said, Lord, I can't handle this. And can you please come and touch us and heal us and help us to just, you know, um, solve this problem. And, and, and within... Not too long while things get better, we get to, in a way, be calmer. And then after that, we try to approach it in a more loving and a more um, gentle manner to resolve the misunderstanding, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, true. And um, with regards to the young ones, right, do you think there are any other, what, what do you think they can do even more, right? So we've mentioned about... Um, of course, counting on God's grace. We've mentioned about working on our commitment to really try to understand each other, to discover more of each other, the mystery of the other, when rather than to say that, oh, he's always like that, oh, she's always like that, right? Um, and um, the inability to... Uh, what was the thing we said? The inability to really uh, put ourselves in the shoes of the other, mm -hmm. right? So um, what else do you think... Um, couples can do to try to rediscover the spark or rather maybe even make the spark grow more into a fire? For me, I think being in Marriage Encounter, uh, we have a community of like-minded people with the same values, um, sacramental values of holy matrimony. And I think there is a rubbing off on each other and an inspiration that we gain from each other. Mm -hmm. So um, possibly young couples who are married should also um, journey with like-minded couples who can actually be a positive um, um, effect on them, right? And they can actually be inspired and learn and they themselves then can be that inspiration to other couples mm -hmm. uh, on their own chances are that they're going to go back several steps where they were before and they cannot actually go deeper or progress into their sacramental relationship. Yeah. So uh, being with um, the ME couples have actually inspired us tremendously, um, young and old, mm -hmm. right? Because of their intimate sharing with us, we then are able to reflect on how we are doing and 
do something better to improve our relationship. Yeah. Mm. So being with like-minded couples are actually very important. Yeah. That's so important, right? So um, you're very right because my wife and I also have found that being in a community with other like-minded couples and as we continue to share with each other and learn from each other and pray with each other, we can also actually grow deeper mm-hmm. in our love for God and therefore in our love for each other as well, right? So I guess World well, Marriage Encounter is definitely one and I think in Singapore, of course, the others would be Couple Empowerment Programme, Couples for Christ and so on, right? Anything else on your part, uh, Serene, you think? A few things. Uh, praying together as a couple every day is important. Mm. Because that reminds us again of uh, who we are before God, mm. you know, and who we are to one another. And praying for one another. I think there's always this thing about the praying wife, mm. the praying husband. Mm. I, I sometimes think we pray for everything, but for the one that is just next mm. to us in the bed. You know, sometimes we, we just forget. Or unless the person is traveling, then we say, okay, let's pray for safety. But I think praying for one another's needs... Uh, and guarding each other and protecting one another from any temptations, you know, is important. Uh, so the couple spirituality in that sense of uh, living out what we pray uh, together is also crucial. So it flows from that. I think the second, the other thing I was looking at is um, it's important for couples to not forget to romance and to have fun. Mm. Yes. <laughs> I'm not sure. You know, it's every time it's uh, serious. Huh? <laughs> mm. So I think our date nights, our, our fun days, uh, and also, yeah, being involved in the kind of things that would he enjoys, you know. I think some couples will say, no, 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 I, I won't enjoy what he does. So he off he goes doing his own thing, you know. But how can I, as a wife, you know... Uh, uh, learn the dance that he has learned so that we can dance together. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So, right. yeah. So I think that is something that, um, yeah, yeah, the fun, right? Yeah. Like Al mm. would buy me like, we'll wear always matching t-shirts, you know, he right. would buy and we'll just wear it together, right. you right. know, that kind of thing. And I, I think it's, yeah, and we'd go out and do all the crazy things mm. like, yeah. Making the effort, right, to really do things together and to enjoy each other's company, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Helps us loosen, takes yes. off the pressure. Yes. We'll get back to our like almost courting days, yes. you know. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, I wouldn't expect my wife to be uh, watching football with me on on weekends. Yeah. I don't expect her to do that. I, I don't think I want to uh, demand that of her. But I, I think that um, uh, it's important to look for things that we can do together yeah. in common. Yeah. Um, for example, my wife and I love nature. Uh-huh. So we love to go to places with the sea yes. or with the reservoir or with the mountain. Mm-hmm. Okay, not, not mountain in Singapore, but at least a hill or something like that where we can just enjoy and right. see the birds. Yeah. Just listen to them and, and just yeah. uh, enjoy the wildlife and, and the fauna that the, and flora that the God has given us. So, so it's something that we find that we can do together. Yeah. Uh, then yeah. after that, when it comes to the, later at night, I'll be watching the football and yeah. she'll be doing something else. But we do give up each other yeah. that space. But yeah, making the effort to really spend the time with each other. Yeah, and not let the kids or animals tag along. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is why even from young, we've always said this is our pakto time, right? So please, uh, this is a pakal time. 
no disturbance please right yeah so even even today uh, 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 in the past our children used to get that message quite clear and now today our grandchildren also uh, get that message okay kung kung popo they're having yeah. their pakto time okay that's great yep yeah and i think the last area i think for catholic couples i feel is as i mentioned earlier they must continue to enrich themselves because it helps them to communicate at a very much different and deeper level. Mm. Even if they were going to attend a course, or even if they're going to watch your podcast, for example, together, you know, for instance. I hope you guys are watching this together. (laughs) Or even if they are like, you know, if they learn something and they can share. I mean, to that essence, I'm quite grateful. I mean, for the TOB formation group, because although we go through the material together, I mean, you know, after the sharing, I can ask him about the content, concepts in the book, you know, and he explains it very clearly. I find that very good. I mean, I don't have to share what happened in the ladies' group. I can share with him. You know, this we talked about this concept, and I, I guess Al being very perceptive and quite analytical, he's able to bring it to a level that is richer for us together. You know, not only at the head, but later on we can know why are we doing what we are doing. It keeps us, keeps us, you know, grounded on the reason why we are married yeah. and what our marriage is for. It, I think that part is very crucial. Even when it comes to parenting, go for parents' enrichment, you know. I mean, go together. Sometimes you see only, sorry for us in family ministry, sometimes you see always the wife going, you know. The husband doesn't have a part of it. Sometimes there's only a, one spouse going and they will say that, oh, maybe the husband is not Catholic, for instance. But actually, we have seen couples who, despite the faith, they go together mm. and they, they have an opportunity to talk to each other and resolve issues about mm. their kids and come to an agreement. Mm. I think that part is so crucial, you know, for our own uh, continued growth as couples and as parents mm. or even as grandparents. Yeah, so... Yeah, so it seems that uh, now that we bring up this topic of children, right? Mm. Unfortunately, like it or not, uh, many young couples, mm. once the children come into the picture, they tend to focus a lot more on the, ch- on the child or children mm. rather than on their own spouse. Mm. And that, I have noticed, can contribute to quite a bit yes. of friction. Well, what do you think? Um, it is true that uh, if the focus shifts from each other to the child, um, there is going to be a breakdown in communication, intimate communication. There is a breakdown in the time spent together. Um, Even though um, she's washing the bottle and I'm washing the nappies, you know, um, it's all for the kid and not for each other. And that's very, very real. I think um, for young couples, they need to remember that um, the child is their gift from God, all right, but they are a gift to the child. Mm. And they need to ensure that their relationship continues to grow. If not, then there is a, a wedge that comes between the husband and the wife, the father and the mother, and the baby becomes the focus and not each other. Mm. I think we must remind ourselves that Um, the focus should be on us first because the only and best gift we can give to our children is the gift of ourselves to each other as husband and wife, as father and mother. So true. So we have to be good lovers first before we become 
good parents, parents yeah. right? Yeah. So true, so true, yeah. so true. Actually, I talked about creation earlier on, right? Mm. And I feel like God's creation is when in the children. Because, you know, the, I, I'm sure you've experienced it yourself, John. You know, children also are gifts to us to make us better people. Mm. They uh, shape you us, you, you know. <laughs> of course, you know, they really yes. shape us, you know. Yes, and yes. they really, I think the kids, I mean, whether they are innocent or they are, they are active or competent or curious, right? In their own way, they make us continue to grow in love with people with God, you know, and uh, with nature and with God's creation, right. other outside, you know, yeah. because of the way they, they, they perceive things, you know, the way their perspective of things, you know, the way they communicate, you know. And I think they teach us to, I mean, like for Ellen and I, I think our own kids have taught us to be, to be parents who can be very humble and ask for their forgiveness when we do wrong, you know, it's not always you know, we forgiving them, you know, and we've learned humility mm -hmm. in our own way through our kids, you know, because kids are kids, right? They are original, they're authentic, you know, they just see through everything, you know, they know when we are original and authentic, isn't that's it? Right. Yeah. yeah. That's what I say. I will, I will say that God is very gracious. <laughs> he gives us cute little babies before they become teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and even then we have to, we learn how to work with teens, isn't oh, yeah. it? Yeah. Right? Yeah. We learn their lingo, their communication style, how they think and... We try to understand, yeah, they, they keep us, you know, really, really focused, you know, on things that are important, you know, not things that are just very frivolous. That's yeah, right. That's true. That's yeah. true. It's, it's like a passport to heaven. Correct, <laughs> almost. But I think uh, fruitful is also um, the fruitfulness of our love can be expressed in how we also touch other couples, yeah. I feel, One you know. Fruit. Yeah, it's not That's always just the kids, right? It's how we are fruitful in yielding mm. and building the 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 the, the laborers in this mm. in the being life giving to life -giving. other couples. Correct, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah, I think children are just as life giving to us yeah. mm. as we are life giving to them. But I think yeah, to other couples, to other people, you know. Mm. Yeah, I think that is fruitfulness as mm. well. No, I mean wonderful. Yeah, yeah, that is so true. That fruitfulness. Yes, in being fruitful and having children and being open to... Rather, I mean, there are many people who are struggling to have children even. So, yeah. And it's such a painful journey for so many of them. So we, we um, understand that fruitfulness is not only in terms of having babies, having children, but also being fruitful in the lives that we lead as a couple and how our love can really enrich others around us as yeah. well, right? Yeah, that's such a beautiful point you've brought up, you know. Yeah. Okay, well, it's been a very interesting discussion, you know, and uh, on marriage and... Uh, our own brokenness and um, the challenges that all of us face. Any words of advice before we end off, you know, for uh, our married couples who are listening to this podcast right now? Uh, how to make our marriage heavenly rather than hellish? <laughs> My advice is actually, as Sir had mentioned, is to try your very best to attend one of the marriage programs if you have not done so. Uh, marriage Encounter Weekend is very good experiential. Um, a CEP, Couple Empowerment Program, is very, very good. Uh, it gives you insights into what marriage is all about according to the Catholic Church. Um, there are also other programs which are online like Smart Loving, mm -hmm. right? The uh, Marriage Kit, yeah. the Marriage Course. That's from Australia. Yeah, uh. mm, yes. I think if you can 
actually attend together as a couple these programs, it will definitely help you. Yeah. Please attend as a couple. <laughs> this is your marriage. <laughs> yeah. And Serene, any last uh, uh, words, words of advice, advice before we end up? Uh, yeah. I always say, um, don't let the sun set on your anger. Mm. You know, before you go to bed, even if you're in different parts of the world, you know, different time zones, you know, just just affirm one another daily, and uh, and and spend time really listening deeply to each other. You know, um, you have only one spouse, one life. You know, uh, really make your marriage a beautiful one. You know, in small way. You know. Uh, but of course, if you can go and have fun together, uh, please do so. Once a week at least. Yes. <laughs> and I understand you're both going on a road trip to Malaysia yes, soon, isn't it? Yeah. Which you're looking forward to, yeah? Yes. I'm sure. Wonderful, yeah. wonderful. Well, yeah. thank you so much, uh, Alan and Serena. It's been a really wonderful chat we had uh, on marriage, the challenges we face, and um, uh, other couples face as well, especially those whom we minister to and I'd like to thank you very much for the wonderful insights you've given us and you've shared with us mm -hmm. so we hope that uh, you continue to have a wonderful road trip yes. next week yes. and uh, continue to have a fun together as a couple yes. and continue to be a blessing to all the people around you including, including the, yeah. the people you minister to yeah. Yeah. Right. thank you for having us here oh, it's you. been a very great pleasure so thank you so much and God bless so there we have it um, Thank you very much for uh, being part of this podcast and uh, certainly we'd like to thank Al and Serene for being part of this uh, chat that we've had today and uh, we look forward to seeing you again sometime. So till then, God bless you and the family always. Bye-bye.